Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So glad to be here with you today. I hope you enjoyed last week's shows with Shannon Martin and Taylor Twelman. I am grateful for both of them. If you haven't heard them, pop back and grab those. I think they're really fun in their own ways. A couple of weeks ago, and you'll hear us talk about this in the show, I sat down just with my buddy, Andrew Ripp, one of my favorite musicians, an incredibly gifted guy. We were just catching up at Frothy Monkey, and he started telling a part of his story that I hadn't heard from him yet. And I just almost immediately was like, stop, stop, stop. I can't ask you any more questions. I want my friends to hear this conversation. And so he was kind enough the next day to come into my office and sit down with us and talk. So this is a great conversation um, for women and for men all about um, waiting for what you don't have and what you want and how that affects your life. So I think this is a um, really powerful story, and I'm really grateful to have a way to get to share it with you. So here is my conversation with my good pal, Mr. Andrew Ripp. Welcome to um, That Sounds Fun. Here we go. (laughs) Thank you, Annie. I mean, the thing is, we sit here and talk for 12 minutes. Yeah. Before we even hit record, so that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) But I want you to go back and talk about Justin Bieber again. Okay, let's go back. It's just uh, I was I was saying, I just think it's really fun to watch someone that's so. I guess clearly we all know who Justin is, right? And I just feel like I you can tell when God's gotten a hold of somebody's heart and when somebody's yeah. just kind of d- talking the Christianese thing and doing the d- going through the motions. It's kind of like um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like I was just just saying that. I think he's a wonderful human being, and it's yeah. fun to watch him kind of come into his own. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, watching his life, and particularly watching this, like, him and Haley Baldwin, they're yeah. getting engaged, everybody's talking about it, and our mutual friend, Al Andrews, who yeah. I adore, Al Andrews says, the human heart was never meant for fame. Mm. How do you balance that? Because oh, you have I it, agree. too, as a musician. Yeah. People know who you are in airports, and people know who you yeah. are in public. and Yeah. I feel like... There's a healthy way to do it to some degree, but I, I really do feel like God has protected. Um, I, th- there are friends of mine that are like super famous that do it really well. Mm-hmm. So I do think there are personalities that can handle it. However, I don't think <laughs> I'm necessarily one of them. Yeah. You know, I'm just being real. I don't know if I'd be able to hold that um, that that humility that it takes. I, I just, I just. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it's just true for me. Yeah. But I've seen people do it really well, and I'm really inspired by it. Every personality struggle with fame is different. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Remind me your Enneagram number. Seven. Se- oh, duh. Just a couple <laughs> of sevens living right on oh, a Monday. Oh, dude, yeah. People are going to be so impressed that we got up on a Monday. How did this happen? Well, got- <laughs> I do have sweatshorts on. Let's not tell them that, though. <laughs> Sweatshorts. Is that the actual term? Did you cut them yourself? No. I didn't. These are real. Those are professional sweatshorts. Pro sweatshorts. These <laughs> these go to the gym with me. They go to the office with me. They go for do you bike have an rides. Office? Or do you just mean my uh, office? Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to an office. Yeah. The office of they a musician is pretty you. much anywhere. Coffee shops and Yeah, that's right. You know, the living room. You're a seven though. I forgot. I remember. Um the thing is, I think each personality type has a different thing that makes being known challenging. Yeah. 
And I think male versus female. And I think our gifting also is our place of weakness. Absolutely. I think so. And so... I think that's with any strength. Yeah. And right? so for me, mine feels like, and I love, like I say on the show all the time, if you see me in public, come talk to me. Mm. I want, I, we are friends. And then people come up and go, I know you say, I'm like, I would not say that yeah. if I did not mean that. Yeah. Now that one time out of every 1,000, I think everyone knows me. I'm so, this is so vulnerable. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. Yeah. <sighs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe <laughs> because people know me and I just don't, <laughs> you yeah, know, but I that's that. literally one out of a thousand. And yeah. that has nothing to do with the friend who's talking to me that has everything to do with right. what just happened on text message with some it. dude or, you know, or 100%. what me and God are wrestling down. So for you, it would be not believing the hype. I guess for me and my personality, I just, I really desire and need time away from that. So for mm -hmm. me to, to be in a, in a position where I can't go to the grocery store without being hassled, that, yeah. that would not be healthy for my yeah, yeah. specific personality. Yeah. But once again, there are friends of mine that do it really well. Yeah. And I, I do love when I see people, when people know who I am in the grocery store. Oh, dude, they, you better walk, believe it. I just think it's so fun. It's the best. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. We Like when people come up to me Instant at church. connection. And they're like, hey, I'm like, we go to church together. This yeah. is a dream. Yeah. You want to be friends with people who go to your church. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so people know that the rules of the show are mm -hmm. either I'm already friends with you or I want to be friends with you. Okay. So last week we had Taylor Twelman on, soccer guy that I adore. We ended up being great pals. Enneagram three. Can't even deal with that guy. But you and I were having coffee. Yes, we were. I mean, we were literally just catching up. I haven't seen you in a long time. And I was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I was just thinking of friends that I wanted to just reconnect with that yeah. inspiring to me. And oh, I was like, God. I'm just going to reach out to Annie, see how she's doing. And bam, wound up in this amazing conversation at Frothy Monkey. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, stop what you're saying. Yeah. I have to record this because so awesome. shuffled some shows around to get you in here now because... I think you you have lived a really interesting last couple of years. Mm. So will you back up? You and I have been friends for a while. You're a musician. Yes. I guess we met through Barnes or through Probably. Mocha Club. I bet it was Barnes. hanging at it Barnes' was house. When you, it was when you and Rector and Mocha used to be in that like yeah. small group yeah. with yeah. Dave. Totally. Yeah. The one thing I remember about you, Annie, was oh, just boy. the way that you walked into a room and just started flinging joy around. Oh, that was so oh, inspiring to me. Kind. My wife and I talk about that all the time. It's yeah. just such a beautiful Thanks. thing. It's a gift. So, I love y'all. That's really yeah, sweet. For those of you who've never met Annie, it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> joy experience. Joy flinger. She is. She is, man. <laughs> I hope that's true. I don't Thank mean you. to make you feel weird, but no, it's just no, no. true. No, no, no. That's really kind. Yeah. Um, and so when you guys moved here, what year did y'all move here? You and Carly? Uh, we came in about 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I was around the same time and you were already doing music. You're from Chicago. Yeah. I'd lived in LA though, right? I'd lived in LA for eight years. Yeah. Started off as a songwriter for other people. Didn't know I was going to do my own thing. But, um, after a little bit of success pretty early on when I started writing, I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And mm. then cut to like seven years later, I'm like, nothing has happened since then, but yeah. I've got all these songs that I've been writing for other people that yeah. nobody's cutting. So, Hey, maybe I should just make a record. Right. So that was my first record. Really? Yeah. It was like, let me just take the... And then I'm gonna people take these bought songs the mess I, out of it. Yeah. it's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we were really blessed. I mean, Barnes had a lot to do with it, honestly. Mm. I remember there was a moment in California where I had kind of... I'd been living like an idiot and I hit my bottom, this moment of just like crossroads, which we all have at yeah, some point in our yeah. lives. And um, I, I remember just one of the first prayers, like genuine prayers that I prayed was, God, if you're real and you want me to know you... I'm going to need you to put friends and people in my life that know you because I don't know anyone who does. Wow. And Barnes called like two weeks later. You're kidding. Yeah. 
Do you know, I, I'm a, such a huge believer that when people fall in love with the people of God, they will fall in love with God. Amen. And so the more friends we have, yes, it's why I'm, I am careful about who we have on the show, but I'm not insistent about certain things. Because yeah. I'm like, no, I want people to fall in love with us. Yes. And then they will, they will run into God. They will, because the thing that we love about each other is God within that person. Yeah. That's it. Do you remember, you said the other day at coffee, one of the things you were talking about is you remembered feeling, like when you were around people who talked about God, mm. you remember feeling something in you, even though if you didn't totally understand what it was. Yeah, I've got this thing. I, I believe it's part of just a personality type, but uh-huh. I think we've all got our own own strengths. But I, I just have this knowing, I call it a knowing. It's just this deep um, when I'm going through difficult times and I hear maybe some bad news, um, even through the bad news, there's just this thing that's deep in me. It's just like, hey, you need to keep going because this mm. is part of a wonderful story. Really? Yeah, I do. I have that thing. And it, it kind of makes my wife mad every now and again. <laughs> She's like, will you just lay back and, you know, grieve with me? Yeah, for a yeah, yeah. You that's your I'm seven. Saying? And she's oh, a four, right? Dude, no, a five. She's a five. She's a so five. She likes to process. She needs her time. Yeah. I'm like, please hold my hand. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. Get away from me. <laughs> Let me in my cave. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, let's fast forward to a couple of years ago when you were doing music and you decided to quit. Yeah, I had been in Nashville for about five years. Had released two records on my own and then had an opportunity to do a deal with a team for a record. Mm-hmm. So I signed a deal with a publisher, a manager, and a label. Um, and they had these people had become extremely close to me and still are really dear friends. But yeah. in 2016 or late 15, um, I just felt this thing in my heart where I was just like, hey, we're things are growing, we're doing well. But I just felt like, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but sometimes your heart just gets restless and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But you got to jump into that thing. You have to listen to that because that is the voice of God within me calling me into a different thing. Right. Even though I don't know what the answer is yet. So I felt really strongly. Which is so scary, yeah? It was very scary. Um, But it felt like an adventure in a weird way. Like I know what this thing is this train that I've been on I kind of know where it's going yeah and um I should probably say this too like when I had signed that deal there was a dream there was a like a like a a goal that we had set and we were on the way to that goal but what had happened um a couple years into this deal is the goal for me and my own personal journey that changed Mm. so we're headed one way and then my focus changed to something completely different so a huge just heart shift yeah and I just felt like it was uh, almost a disservice for me to continue on with this deal to the people that have been putting their time and energy into pushing a record for a guy right. that's goal has completely changed. So right. I didn't know where I was headed next, but I did feel like I needed to jump off that train without having another one to step onto yet. Gosh, that's so scary. And that was three years ago. Yeah. Like, talk about that a little bit, because I feel that in an area of my mm. life, and, and which is hilarious, because hi, I wrote, let's all be brave. Hi, I wrote 100 Days <laughs> yes. to Brave. And yesterday at church, we were singing a song that said... Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember. But the lyric was about like, I won't listen to the fears, I'll listen to you. Mm. And I was like, this is hilarious that I'm saying, I'm praying this. But yeah. so I'm feeling some of that too. And I even said to the Lord this morning in my, when I was reading this morning of like, I'm I'm scared because I, I hear you, but I don't know what it means. Right. And I don't know. So how did you know that the jumping was right? Honestly, I didn't. I just, mm. I it, sometimes we need to do what our heart is pulling us into even without yeah. a an understanding. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, I think that's the journey. Like God's going to be with you on either side of the fence. Yeah. It's just Could sitting you have made on the, the wrong fence. choice there? Was there a wrong I don't, choice? I don't know that there was a wrong choice. I just felt like for me, if I would have stayed with the team, God would have been there with me. I mean, we yeah. know how that goes. Yeah. God is good. He's with us always. But I felt like almost because I had so many people's lives wrapped up in this, that it would have been such a, a disservice to them to not living a lie, but essentially like, hey, guys, let's continue to move forward towards this goal that we'd set. Mm -hmm. And yet my heart was someplace else. Yeah. It's like staying in a relationship with someone when you know that it's not right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And you just knew. Yeah, I just knew. So it was scary for me because... Um, you know, it's like as a human being, we like to know what's next and yeah. we'd like to um, have the answers. But I think that's been part of the journey of the last three years was is part being of it, okay with that. Was part of it needing rest? Like rest when you... was the, the theme over my life over the next two years. After really? I left that deal, it was all about rest. Really? Yeah. I had, I'd grown up in a family where I learned how to fight for things. It was like, go out, kill it, drag it home. That's yeah. how you eat. Yeah. Um, which is a wonderful thing to learn, and I'm grateful for it because it, um, you know, jumping into a, a life of a, an artist and a musician, you have to have that tenacity about mm -hmm. you. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it has to be balanced with a knowing that you're not the provider here. So that was what I've been learning over the last couple of years, just rest. Um, in the season of rest, we learn a lot about who we are, identity, where our identity comes from. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's scary, but it's been a wonderful time. So what'd you do in that window of time before you jumped back into music? Spoiler alert to everyone. I remember putting my guitar in the closet, really genuinely thinking I wasn't going to be taking it back out. Wow. And that's insane. Yeah, I was like, I didn't really want I, I didn't want to anymore. It, the the thing that made me pick up a guitar in the first place was gone. Mm. Um I was exhausted. At the end of my um last release with my team, I was in these uh, things that I had only heard of called panic attacks, but I had had yeah. moments in my life where I was just like, I couldn't breathe. I didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah. And it was because I literally had a system overload. So um, my body was shutting down and God was just like, we're going to go ahead and take this opportunity to learn how to rest. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn who you are without any, you know, numbers to prove it. Okay, but how'd you pay the bills? Like, we can't all walk been, away from jobs. We, we, yeah, totally. Were y'all just being smart um, all the way through? We had saved some. Yeah. And that was really, I didn't know why, but yeah. I'm so thankful that we did. Yeah. Um, we'd also... And you were building furniture. We were, I was, well, yeah, but that wasn't making any money. Uh, that was okay. just to to create while I wasn't creating something with music. I'm, a, uh -huh. I'm an artist at heart, and I need to have some sort of creative output. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like... I started building things. Yeah. I hope they don't fall apart because one of them <laughs> is a deck in the backyard. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is why you're in your sweatshorts. Exactly. Staying in some decks. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So you just rested and y'all. Yeah, I did. I'm trying to think what like would best describe that that time because it was so powerful and it's hard for me to put it in words in a podcast. And there is something to, um, I mean, the... One of the things God talks about in the Bible is that you know He would He would tell His people work a field for six years and rest for a whole year. Isn't that amazing? And I think we barely take a day off a week. Yeah. And He's saying walk away for a year every six years. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that's just like it's biblical. It's insane. We are called to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we need to thrive. Yeah. 
And um, I've found that to be true, having learned what rest means for me. It's mm-hmm. like, I've got something to offer now. It's not coming out of a place of panic. Please, I got to have something interesting to say so people like me. Now it's just like, oh no, like my heart is full and it's starting yeah. to overflow. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. I feel peace. I don't have this thing figured out. I'm not here like sitting in a different place. I've got a lot going on that I don't understand. Yeah. But there's a piece about me now that came out of a season of rest where I've got identity rooted where in the one thing that never changes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what made you pick up music again? Let me take you through a day I'm in ready. the life during this time. Okay. So I'd wake up a in day the in the life of 2017. Yeah. Andrew I would wake up. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd flip on um, like Bethel worship or which I'd never gotten into worship music until this time, which was a huge part. That yeah. was the soundtrack to this time. Really? Yeah. And I would crank worship music because it's just truth being sung over your life, which is so powerful. And I'd, I'd um, make coffee. So you got the smell of coffee through the house, yeah. and this worship music playing. And I would just take time to just kind of with my thoughts, but be intentional about them, not thinking about what I had to do that mm-hmm. day, but be in the moment where I'm like pouring the coffee into the French press and waiting for it. Yeah. Just being present in the moment. That's very unseven of you. Well oh done. my gosh. Yeah. It, part of learning how to rest. You were at like a breakdown point. Yeah, I this. was. Yeah. I was. It was scary it took for you. Yeah. To yeah. get me there. Yeah. Um, so I would do that. I'd drink a little coffee, have a little quiet time. I'd get on my bike or my skateboard. There's a park right by my house. And yeah. I just cruise through maybe half hour, 45 minute ride. And um, while I was doing this, like it was almost just learning how to meditate, learning how to trust that God would take care of me without mm-hmm. me having something. I mean, I would walk into conversations with friends, and it's it would it's just terrify me to walk into a conversation with a friend that was doing something interesting with their life, and then have them ask me what's going on with you, which is and the have center of to our say. town. Yeah, yeah. I had nothing Gosh, to say. But God was just clearly like, you need to be okay with having nothing to respond so with. So what would you say when someone said, what are you working on? Nothing. Nothing. I'm working on doing nothing. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, where, where were we going with this? You're telling me how did. you're spending a day. Yeah. And I had a point, but it's gone. Well, keep and going in your day. You'd skateboard. Yeah, I would skateboard. and the, But the, the point was in the morning. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I need you to. We'll get back. It'll come to you. As soon as it does, just say it. Okay, I'll just blurt it out. Yeah. (gasps) Puppies! Yeah. (laughs) It was about puppies. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, an interesting... So Wednesdays are my Sabbath. Yeah. Full stop. Yes. We take the day, and it is... It is not fun for me most weeks because mm. it's a hard day. It's hard for me to disconnect. It's hard for me not to care. My book comes out tomorrow and I still have to take the day after as my Sabbath. Oh, wow. And wow. it is scary for me to go, mm. but I'm supposed to. And the Lord, I mean, the Lord has been so clear of like, who, who's running this? Yeah. You know, like this week our pastor taught on Sabbath and he said, why do you think you can do more in seven days than God can do in six? Oh my gosh. And that I was is like, such a good word. And that so I told along. it. I know. I'm my three best friends from Atlanta yeah. are coming up. And I'm like, y'all have for my Sabbath. Cause I was like, take me somewhere where the internet, where I can't get the internet. That's so good. So that I am disconnected for a day in a week when I shouldn't, when technically I shouldn't. Wow. I have to. It's the same thing with like a tithe. You can go yeah. a lot further on 90%. Yeah. A lot further. Come on. And I've seen that to be that. true in my life. Same, same. Yeah. When we were talking about, uh, kept Pastor Kevin teaching on Sabbath, one of the things we talked about is there's this like um, belief system. You will not see Sabbath pay off in one week. You will see Sabbath pay off in one decade mm. where you go, mm, I have more than I thought I would have. Yeah, We are more successful. We are more together. Mm-hmm. We are healthier 
and I can't exactly trace it, but it's just like going to the gym. Yeah. Well, you're not going to see a difference. You're going to see a difference right. in a month. Right. You're going to see a real difference in a decade. Absolutely. 100%. And are you see did you know that before you took the years off? No, I didn't. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. I I was learning about all this as I was going. Yeah. So you stacked all your sabbaths for the first 30 some odd years of your life into Absolutely. 2 years. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, and now, see, once you learn how to rest, you've been in it for that long. Good luck getting back up off the couch and yeah, into work. That's yeah, what I'm doing now. And it's yeah. like, okay, how do I navigate? I've got this whole, this like war chest that I'm carrying with me now. Yeah, and I've like yeah. packed into this, just all these tools. But I'm, how do I go back into the world that I was in, in a totally brand new way? Yes. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know that I'm supposed to. I think you just kind of take one step at a time. But um, yeah. It's it's been a wonderful wonderful season of life and yeah. I'm I'm really grateful for it. And then you started writing again. And I started writing again. And songs. Oh, I think that was the point that I was trying to make in the oh, okay. day cuz as See, I was I knew find it as I was cruising as I was cruising through the park these songs would just start kind of overflowing out of a heart that was no longer needy. It was just this heart that was overflowing. Mm-hmm. And I would come these melodies would just hit me and I'd be like, "Oh man, is that a song already? You know, I just put it into my phone, forget about it for a while, go back. You just sing it into your phone. Yeah. Oh, and wow. I'd, I'd just be kind of like, they, these things would just hit me throughout the day where this is different for me because in the past I would have to intentionally like, I need a song like this yeah. that's going to work at yeah. radio. So I get my team excited and I can re-sign the deal and then, you know, we keep growing and then right. we grow more. It's like, well, what's the point in this gift anyway? It's to give something that's authentic to me that I can share with the world that's like, you know, it's through my own, we all have a voice. It's very unique. And if we're trying to sound like someone else, we're just trying to copy somebody else's voice. You have this wonderful filter that only you have through your life experience. And I just felt like, you know, I'm finding how to do that, how how to put God's voice through this 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 filter of my life that he's mm-hmm. given me mm-hmm. and i think that's where the power in a song comes from yeah authenticity you know yeah what does that look like for like a stay-at-home mom um honestly i've never thought about that but that's a really good word i mean i don't have that perspective yeah so i need to hear it yeah same i just think there there's so much of um how do people find rest mm. who have little people who need them 24-7. Yes. But it's possible. God would not have said it if it wasn't meant for everyone, but it just has to look different. It's easy to see that role as something that's like, I don't know, less or something because you're not the one necessarily, you're not the breadwinner Mm -hmm. in the family or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I'm just like, I I don't have that perspective and I need it. Like I have my filter and it comes through my own life experience, but... Mm -hmm you know, to have a a single mom hit with the same circumstances that I'm being hit with and then put it through her filter and get, I mean, it's going to come out beautiful in a completely different way. And there's such ministry and we're going to get to this, but there's such ministry in raising kids, Mm. but we're so careful about pastors having days off and, uh, you know, church people making Uh, sure church people don't get exhausted and, you know, Christian Annie's not getting, you know, people who do my job not get exhausted. But there are these mamas and dads, stay-at-home dads. I have a friend who's a stay-at-home dad who are doing full-time ministry. Oh, my gosh. And, they, and we, we aren't, like, checking on their mental health. Yeah. You know? Maybe I should call my friends more. <laughs> Maybe I should be asking more questions to my stay-at-home friends. Um, how long have you and Carly been married? Nine years. Ten okay. years. Nine years. Oh, jeez. And- <laughs> nine years, I believe. And We've never been great at that. Like, okay. we're not the couple that's like, 
August 6th, 2000. Is it August 6th? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we have two dates. It's Why? August 2nd and August 9th. Like when you started dating and when you got married? No, it's there was a courthouse moment where we got married and then we went down to Mexico because you can't get oh, married in so Mexico cool. okay. without going through a process. And we're like, why don't we just get married at the courthouse and then treat it like we're getting married next week? Oh, that's awesome. It was great. That's great. Okay, so early August-ish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when did y'all start wanting to have kids? We have been talking about how wonderful it would be to have a big family since we met. Like really? 15 years ago. And so it's been something that's been a dream on the horizon for us since we started our relationship. So ever since we, we began to dream together, kids have been a part of it. Yeah. You know, but it's, we've been trying to have kids for five years and it just hasn't been working. Yeah. And it's been very difficult. Yeah. In which I think people, I want people to know these two things overlap in time. Your oh, season yes. of rest and y'all's, oh, y'all's yes. journey towards having mm-hmm. a family. Mm-hmm. We were two years into trying when I left my team wow. and um, just was brought into this sweet place of, okay, we're going to learn to trust God in a whole new way. This is the first time I'd gone through something that hard, working harder wasn't going to change. Mm-mm. This is a total like just surrendered. This may never happen the way that I thought it would or... I'm even believing that it will still because I'm still choosing to believe that there are kids in my future. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's even been words spoken over my life. I don't know where you stand with all that, but like, hey, like there've been people that have walked up and had specific words on several different occasions. I've had dreams. God, the point is God has spoken to me very clearly. Yeah. Um, You're going to have children. You're going to change the generations that were behind you. Wow. There's a lot of things that I feel like um, for me in my own personal journey, I'm derooting some kind of poisonous roots and weeds that um, I'm hoping to pass on to some kids one day in a new way where it's just healthy. Yeah. And I've heard several times from the Lord that you're a generation changer and I, I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't have that breakthrough yet, Annie. Yeah. I just don't. This podcast is brought to you today by Fuller Seminary. Ministry looks different than it did even like 10 years ago. And Fuller prioritizes an innovative, forward-looking environment where students and faculty can explore the intersections of work and theology and encourage one another in their callings. So to support this collaboration, Fuller is now offering the Catalyst Scholarship to select incoming Master of Divinity students for winter 2019. Recipients will receive a discount of 50% off tuition during their first year of study at Fuller. This new scholarship supports the theological education and spiritual formation of innovative, collaborative students who want to be a part of a diverse and inspiring learning community. For more information, go to fuller.edu slash catalyst. That's fuller.edu slash catalyst. We were standing in the parking lot talking to my buddy Chase before we walked up here. And y'all, y'all had a really interesting dude conversation that I'd love for you to, I wish he was up here, we could make him reenact it, but about how rarely husbands talk about trying to have babies. That's right. Well, if we're not careful, it can be very shameful. You know, it's like, this is how we're supposed to work. This is something that, that, you know, it's the thing you never feel is going to be your kind of, uh, 
cross to bear situation. It's the thing that you you never think is going to land on you, yeah. and then it does, and you're like, what? So we get um, if we're not careful, we can just kind of bury that thing. But what I've found is the the more I talk about it, it's like anything else. It's like addiction. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I just the second you uncover that thing and shine a light on it, yeah. tell a friend. Yeah. The thing that's most painful, if you can just muster up the courage to tell a friend, yeah, um, you will see the floodgates open, yeah. and how many people will just start coming back and be like, "Hey, me too." Yeah, it looks like this for me, but me too. Yeah. And now suddenly you're standing on fertile soil for deep connection. Vulnerability is like this fertile soil for just connection with people. Yeah. But yeah, this this infertility is what it's called, even though it's unexplained in our specific situation. It's still infertility and this season has brought me closer to friends than I've ever experienced. I've also learned um, what it's like to have friends lift the weight with you. Really? Stand beside you and carry it. Bring in, you know, these these specific moments for us would be, you know, after a, a moment where we find out it didn't work, like we're still unsuccessful and a friend will just come over and just offer a, a some cookies that they baked and you just feel this love but had we not told them about it Mm -hmm. we're sitting in the living room crying and feeling alone unseen unheard and Mm -hmm. where's god Mm -hmm. well letting the cat out of the bag god showed up in the form of my friend through some cookies yeah and it is powerful so yeah i just want to encourage anybody that's out there going through any kind of difficult time where you've been waiting for a breakthrough please just tell someone yeah it's um it's, it's amazing, the power in vulnerability. I spoke at a conference this weekend, and a girl came up to me at the merch table afterwards, and she said, uh, I don't know what this means to you, but I'm going to give you this word. And I was like, come on, friend, bring it. Mm-hmm. She said, um, exposure breeds intimacy. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, man, that's, that's, it. that's my story with the book with Remember God, that's that's what you're... I mean, that's li- literally, this is the part that's of uh, not everything you and I talked about at Profi will we talk about on a microphone yeah, for a bunch yeah, of our friends. Yeah. But you and I talking about it, even me saying out loud, listen, here's what happened this week. Mm. I just want you to know, you know, it's yeah. just like a exposure breeds intimacy and, yeah. and reminds each other that we're humans. It does. It really does. And not only does it remind our each other that we're humans, but I feel like, man, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that like, it reminds us also that we need each other. Like I I can't do this. There's no way that I'm still in good spirits without the people that have surrounded us. Cause it's been so, it has been heavier than I can carry. Yeah. But I'm feeling hopeful still. I'm, I'm, we got some bad news a couple weeks ago and like, I'm just coming out of it, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm getting. I'm, I'm able to get back up. I'm able to get back up. What do you know about God that you didn't know before this? Um, before this weight. This is this is interesting because I was. I, it's pretty easy for me to get like hyped. Yeah, seven stuff. You know, like Futurist. I'm. I'm the dude that can jump around with his hands up in the air and in the worship service and run up and down the aisles like yeah. And, and it makes me feel, that's that's what it takes for me to feel a little bit more vulnerable, like sitting there with my hands in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost feel like I need to take another step for my own personal um, journey in order to get to that surrendered moment. So running up and down the aisles for me seems like that is the case sometimes. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, sorry, what was the question? And y'all do again? that at Church of City East? <laughs> y'all run up and down the aisles? Yeah. Matt no, Smallbone. No, we don't. No, we don't. I was going to say, Pastor Smallbone. No, we don't. I don't, don't. know about that. <laughs> do you know? Seth Bible, our favorite Enneagram guy here on the podcast. Seth, y'all's worship leader. We don't. And I've had to dial it back a little bit, which is a good thing, I think, for me, because yeah. I can just start spinning around. It's like, what am I doing? I don't yeah, know. But yeah, it feels yeah. good. <laughs> So you tell me what you've learned about God uh, yeah. since this journey started for y'all. Yeah, it, it, it's really easy for me to get hyped, and I feel like God has given me permission to ask really difficult questions like, do you care? Are yeah. you real? Yeah. And I think um, those are really hard for a seven to ask because yeah. genuinely deep down I know that God is good, that it will never change. But what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem good. Um, and having dealt with this for five years now, after that is such three a long years, time. that's so many Christmases. It's a lot. And so many, like, so, so many. Yeah. And after, after three years of it, you start going, all right, I can't just keep, res- keep resolving back to this. Oh no, it's good. Like the lady at church came up and said, you're going to have a girl and it's yeah. going to be soon. And I'm like, yeah, that was three years ago. So it's, it's not going to be soon. Like, what, yeah. what does soon mean? Yeah. So I'm learning how to ask questions and be um, be real about how I'm feeling yeah. with God rather than just going to the hype mode that makes me feel good. Yep. But it doesn't really get me anywhere. Right, right. So I'm asking... I wrestle that down too. I mean, yeah. so much in uh, the center of Remember God is that people started giving me words yes. about what my, what was happening in my future and it kept not happening. Yeah. It's like that can actually start to hurt. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it brought me to a place where I started getting real with God and like, he's starting to respond in a way that I never knew he would. He's not giving me the answer. There's just this thing bubbling up in my heart that I know that he's there. It's almost like this closeness um, as I, I'm willing to ask really difficult questions, yeah. I feel them get closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. I, I'm not getting the breakthrough, and that's what's going to bring me closer. It's actually yep. the opposite. That's right. That's the lack right. of breakthrough is bringing me closer to God. Yes, that is unfortunately always true. Oh, God, I hate it. Right? I know. <laughs> I that's why I was thinking this morning about about Paul, uh, and I don't even like Paul. Yeah. And Paul going like, well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. I shouldn't say that, I'm trying to. Um, Paul going like, I have these uh, three times I've asked God to take this away from me. Hmm. And, and what God says to me is my grace is enough for you. Yeah. Like Paul even understood like something is torturing me. Hmm. If the world was right, God would take this away. Right. Quote, quote. Right. But he doesn't because he comes closer in my disappointment than in my breakthrough. Wow. Right. It's so true. And I hate that Paul was right. It's so true. I mean, I feel like. I've had this this thought several times through this process is I think there's going to be a time when I'm sitting with my kids in my living room. Come on. And I'm going to look back on this time and I'm going to miss it. Mm. Why? Because the closeness that I feel to God without having the breakthrough, the second the breakthrough comes, it's easier to kind of let the slack out of the line. But like, I'm just like desperate. But he's teaching me to come to him because... I love him and I want to be close and I want to be like him and I want to know him rather than to come to him because I need something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think really that's that's it. That's that's kind of been the theme of the last couple of years. Um, Have y'all gotten pregnant and miscarried? Yeah. Yeah. A lot? It's only happened once. Okay. Yeah. So it's happened though. But it has happened. Yeah. Because I really like, I mean, I really don't, and this is your journey, not my journey. Yeah. So to yeah. be clear. No, bring it. 
I don't love when people who can't get pregnant talk about infertility because it feels like you're something is broken instead of waiting. And I want to be like, we're waiting. Yeah, we are. We're believing. That's it. It's not, this isn't dead. That's right. This is, we're waiting. Yeah. Infertility does not mean a, a lack of ever getting pregnant. I right. just go like, <clears throat> no, we're, we're just waiting. That's right. We're just in a waiting. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I think yeah. that's the thing. I'm, I'm, we're learning how to be okay with, um, his dream over our lives, even though my dream over my life that I thought came from him and what that looked like might actually change. But I'm just believing that whatever that dream that he has over my life that will come to pass one day is better than anything I can imagine. And I think that's what keeps me going. Same. You know, it's like I remember after the first round, um, the first round of what do they call them? The IUI? IVF. IVF no, I don't know what IVF IUI. is the next thing. Oh, I don't know what IVF is. IUI is just basically like an assisted pregnancy. Got it. Okay. And I remember after that didn't work, um, I started feeling like, um, oh shoot, my brain just keeps going to crap right here. What was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I ran you off. No, by that's good. IVF. I'll probably get back to it. Okay. The other factor here is y'all have watched a lot of your peers get pregnant. Oh yeah, like your but your bros. Oh yeah, are both that I'm friends with. Are Everyone, both babies. Your wife is We're an identical point. twin, and sh- her identical twin is pregnant. Yeah, who also went through infertility. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. She just got got to the got to the stage of IVF, which is pretty intense. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it worked immediately. Some of my listeners are dudes. A lot of my listeners are females. Right. And so many of them are waiting for something. And a lot of them have husbands. Mm. What did you need from Carly? What does it look like? Hmm. What did your wife? It's not every wife is different. Every wife is different. But yeah. What did? I just think it's always been helpful for me. And this might be a personality thing. Yeah, so I don't that's know if this I'm is like, every This is dude. so loosey-goosey. I'm just. Yeah, I just needed, I need to know that she's okay. Mm. And I try my best to be But what if service. she's not? That's the thing. It's like, well, then you just sit and, yeah. and you, you cry together like yeah. for the dudes out there you just even if you're not a crier like learn <laughs> even if you're not too. feeling like yeah. crying you need to carry some of that and that means mm. crying along with her even if you're not feeling like crying i don't okay. like crying because i like moving into the hope that's right i like moving into Seven the next stuff. thing i'm like why are we sitting around in this yes. if we really believe that god is good yes well you know she's processing in her way and it's my job as a husband to help carry that weight and to be there. So what does it look like for her? I need to do that alongside mm, of her, mm. you know? And I think for for me, it's always been helpful just having her turn to me and say, I love you. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Just reaffirm the the connection that we have. Yeah. Because, you know, this is a very difficult thing to go through as a, as a unit, as a marriage. I mean, it breaks a lot of marriages. It's just so true. So I feel like to continue to kind of establish the bond that we are us, no matter. Yeah, if like this they say, I'm not, not going anywhere. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change our relationship for the world. Yeah. This is part of it. This is yeah. going to turn us into, you know, strong. Can you imagine the testimony and the power? Yeah. I mean, we've yeah, already I can, seen because that. that's why you're here. That's I've right. Felt it in my Incredible. story to hear you. Yeah. I went like, yeah, I want my friends who are listening. Yeah. So many. Uh, we've had a couple people on. Uh, Samantha Ponder comes to mind because she talked about a child that was sick in the hospital. Yeah. And so many people are like, I haven't heard people talk about this. This, And I went, Mm. I don't know how many husbands have sat down and said into a microphone, 
Mm. This is really hard for me. Yeah, this is really hard. And one of the most difficult things for me has been watching her go through it. Really? Yeah, because it's not the same for the the guy. About you though, she probably would, but I I do feel like it's different because, you know, I'm not the one that was made to carry a child, Mm -hmm. and I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's that's what's hard um, for the the guy to recognize is, yo, this is this is deep for you, but it, it might even be a little, it, another level of depth for the woman to go mm-hmm. through this. I just mm-hmm. think, I'd, you know, it's like yeah. a woman was built to carry a child. Yeah. A man was not. Yeah. You know, this, the root of this issue is how are we going to get pregnant to carry a child? So yeah. let's just be real about that and just cry with her. This is about being there for her and it's about being there for you as well, but yeah. like know your role, yeah. you know? <clears throat> but also feel, feel grief. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember... I think this is what I forgot to say earlier. After the first IUI didn't work, um, I had been believing and just kind of like getting my hopes up and being let down. And then I'd fight to get my hopes up again and then I'd get let down. And it was over and over again. I mean, I don't know, probably 30, I don't know how many times that is, how many months in three and a half years. Yeah. So whatever that is. Yeah. And finally I got to the point where the, the, the first IUI didn't work and it was actually a miscarriage. Mm. And I remember feeling like I don't, I'm afraid to get excited. Yeah. I was afraid to get excited again. And I felt like God was saying to me, you know, we can handle disappointment, but we can't live without hope. That's good. Expose yourself to the disappointment if it means hope. Yeah. Because we'll work through this yeah. if it doesn't work. Yeah. But we can't live without the hope on the horizon. Right. We have to find it. We have to fight to find that hope, put it on the horizon. That's the thing for me. Yeah. Which is very difficult to do when it's just like over and over again. Like, are you ever going to come through? But it's been really good for us. It really has. I'm looking forward to coming back on this show and be like, here's my kid. Hey, we're doing it. And we're going to do it. The day that that baby's out, I'm coming to the hospital and be like, hey. I'm sorry, I brought my recording stuff. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we do have friends who listen who are asking more questions about God than answers and mm-hmm. who haven't really started a relationship with God and are kind of new to all of this, maybe. What do you say to someone who is waiting for something, but they don't know God? Hmm. Um, I would say from my own experience, I was in your shoes and I hit a point in my life where I was like, I don't know where to turn here. I don't know. There's got to be more than this. Yeah. So I felt like I didn't have the prayer or the language to pray, but I, I remember a friend of mine um, encouraged me one day um, that I was just in a, in a hot mess. I had a lot going on in my life and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, he just said, hey, have you ever just tried falling down on your knees in silence by yourself and not getting up until God met you there? You don't have to say anything. This isn't about praying the right prayer. Oh. This is about making time to um, and opening a heart to the possibility of yeah, God. Yeah. If God is real, He'll reveal Himself. Yeah, that's right. Right. That is not our job. You don't have. This isn't a matter of like knowing what to say. Yeah. So I would just say maybe find some, find a space where you can get alone. Think first of all, just get alone, get out of the noise, mm-hmm. and um, be bold enough to open yourself to the possibility of actually God actually being real. Yeah. Because for me, growing up, God was kind of like a Mickey Mouse fictional character. Mm. 
and super rude way to speak about Mickey Mouse. Straight up, Santa Claus was super. Was Santa Claus be better? Santa. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I love Mickey. If you're out there, bro, if you're listening, (laughs) he's a he's a dedicated listener. Him and Minnie together. Um, No, I'm just kidding. So yeah, Yeah, that's who God was to you. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's there's probably. You know, for me, there was a lot of uh, pain that I had to work through to even ask that question and to be open. So I think getting alone is a, a really good step. Okay. Getting alone and opening your heart. And then now, even while you're still waiting, even while you are still dealing with it, yeah, absolutely. you are writing songs again. I'm writing songs again. And they're, they're coming from a place of, uh, you know, you'd expect in that, in that position songs of, kind of lament, lament and grief. that's the exact word I was thinking. And I'm just like, nah, they're starting for the first time to come out really light and just, um, I'm almost writing, I'm writing the 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 hope um, that's on the horizon. I'm writing from the place of hope that I'm mm. not in yet. Mm. Yeah. Without having to try, which is strange. Yeah. And that's new for me because my music has come from... Yeah, you um, haven't really done faith-based no, music no. before, and this is more worshipy. Oh the, gosh, the ones totally. I've heard are yeah. full-blown. Like this is these are there's there's no filter on what's coming out of me anymore yeah. to try to meet a specific crowd or yeah. not to get you know pigeonholed in one genre or whatever. Right. It's just whatever is coming out is what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can we listen to those? Well, on I mean, and stuff? yeah, I the video, Spotify, the, the video whole thing. with all of our friends singing in the background, yeah, yeah, is so good. Yeah, that's a song called "God Knows." Just uh, you know, there's you can get it anywhere. Okay. I mean, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Google Tell me about Play. writing "God Knows." Um, "God Knows" was a song that came from a lot of hard work. You sometimes songs just fall out. Yeah. God Knows is a song that came from a, a play. I remember uh, when I was a kid, I would watch the movie Sister Act. Yes, thank over you. Over and over and over again. I love it. Because there was a little dude that took the stage and sang, Oh, Happy Day. Oh, yeah. And the crowd just blew up. And I remember that was one of the moments in my life that I was like, I kind of want to do that. Really? Yeah. When he when and he's he's so cute, he's saying, he steps forward. She says, oh, she pushes him forward. Because he's very timid in, yeah. the, in the front. You can see him coming out of his shell yeah. from the front of the song to the back. And, you know, it was just like, you see this guy, you see him walk from just like, he walks into freedom yeah. by la, the end la, of the song. La, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> and so, so I remember the way that that song made me feel. And I was like, I want a song that does that. Mm. I want to I wanna feel freedom in a song mm-hmm. happen. So I, this song, God Knows, started. Um, I had a, I had a whole different chorus, and then I was like, "Man, I think this has got the the, the possibility of being a great song." So I went back in, yeah. edited the chorus, listened back for a couple of weeks. Okay, that's not right. Went back in oh another gosh. chorus. So yeah, it took a few, um, it took a few to, few swings, but we got it there. Yeah, you know. What's the song saying? What's the theme of it? Um, I mean, well, God the chorus that. is uh, only love would take me back again when I've been caught with blood on both my hands. Mm. There's no good reason that I could understand. It must be love. God knows it must be love. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't deserve it. Yeah. That's the deal. Isn't it interesting that you are in a place um, where you are not getting what you want? Yeah. And yet what you're saying is I don't deserve any that's of this right. good. That's right. Yeah. I, like that's the healthiest spot. It Especially really sevens, is. but that's the healthiest spot I think anybody can find themselves in. Yeah. I said on, I posted a picture of little Ben Barnes and I on Instagram the oh, other day. Oh gosh! And the caption, and I take a lot of 
a lot of stuff with kids is healing for me. A lot of time with kids and they're just like such a gift to me. But I said, the caption was something like, I can make a list of the things I want, but the longer list is the things that I have that I don't deserve. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. That's it. And, and hanging out with kids that are awesome. That's I don't it. deserve that. Right. Yeah. But, I, but that does not mean I can't make the list of the things I want. Absolutely. Cause I can make that list. We need to. Yeah. You know, Do that's we? absolutely need yeah. to. We have to have something on the horizon that we're after. Yeah. Even if it changes, because most of the time yeah. it does change. But maybe that one little piece of hope gets gets you around that bend. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But I I feel like it's really important for us to make that list. Yeah. You know, both we have of to rec- them. both of them. Yeah. We have to recognize what he's done in our lives. How mm-hmm. wonderful it is. We just stare at the things we don't have. Gosh, I don't want to. That's right. horrible. Right. Right. I, and I have been there. I've been the one who just stares at what I don't have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and we all know where that it's leads. Brutal. Yeah. It's That's so despair. hopeless. Yeah. It's despair. Yeah. That's exactly right. It leads straight to despair. Yeah. And I just don't have time for despair. I'm, I'm okay with sadness and I'm okay with pain. Despair yeah. isn't, isn't like a feeling you're supposed to work your way through. Despair is from the devil. Bring it. Right? Totally. 100%. And, that's, and, I, and so if, if all you do is stare at what you don't have, yeah. there's a way to look at what you don't have. And there's a way to stare at what you don't have. Yeah. I had a moment last week where I had been grieving this thing and I was coming out of it and I felt like I might need to go to to allow myself time to sit in grief Mm -hmm. in a way that I never have before, which is don't try to find the hope thing to put on the horizon. Let's just sit in it for a day and just see. And I went um, without thinking about it. I I like to work out just to kind of keep my mind... It, it's really helpful for me, body, mind, same, spirit, the same. whole thing. Like, yeah. if I'm not working out, like, it's really difficult for me to like wake up in the morning. This, it, but anyway, so I went to work out that day, um, and I was just really feeling in the dumps because I had been allowing myself to sit in this thing. But I felt like it was what I was called to do that day. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I just don't have the energy to get up. It wasn't yeah. that. It was like, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to. There's something to, that I'm supposed to be learning about yeah. grief today. Yeah. Yeah. So I sat in it without doing the thing that sevens do, which is, no, I'm not sitting here. I'm going after, like, God is good. Yeah. There's whatever. Yeah. So I'm sitting in this and I went to the gym and I sat in the parking lot for like 15, 20 minutes. And I was just feeling really sad. And I was like, I'm going to go in and work out. But, I'm, but then I felt like, oh, wait, that's the thing that you always do. Maybe we're supposed to try something new for a minute. Let's see what happens if we don't go in. Mm-hmm. So I drove around the neighborhood, this beautiful, I've, I live in, in Nashville in this neighborhood that I just have come, it's home for me. It's yeah. beautiful. I love where I live. Yeah. And um, the streets look different. It, it, it wasn't this vibrant, wonderful, life-giving place for me in this moment. Mm-hmm. I was seeing everything that was wrong with yeah. it. And then I drove past my house. And when I drive past, my, I do these dream cruises all the time with yeah. my wife. We call yeah. them dream cruises. We just think and I love like it. we just dream together and we and drive, just around drive around that neighborhood. Yeah. And we pass our house and we're like, can you believe that that's our place? Yeah. Like this tiny little beautiful house. And we love every second of it. And I drove past my house the other day in this place of, of that I allowed myself to get to. And I was just like, I don't want to go in there. It was the first time yeah. that I'd ever drove, driven past my house and gone, no. Yeah. And I drove past it and I was just listening to sad songs and doing the thing and I was sitting in it. And then finally I you know, pulled into the driveway and I walked into the house and I sat down. We turned on the Chicago Cubs game because we're huge Chicago Cubs fans. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, oh man, like I was just in the dumps and 
had the thought literally cross my mind. Like, I understand why people decide to check out. Yeah. And like in the real way, in the very real way. Yeah. Yeah. And end it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, And then this thought came into my mind, like what, what does like a seven on the Instagram, Enneagram, the seven on the Instagram. (laughs) I have that too. (laughs) A seven on the Enneagram. What's the unhealthy definition? Like, what if I looked up the unhealthy and I did, and it was basically what I was doing. Mm. And I was like, I need to, I felt like God allowed me to sit in this grief to learn more about myself. And that I just deal with grief in a way that is different than my wife. She does that. And that's what she needs to do to get through it. But for me, I need to find that hopeful thing, put it on the horizon. Yeah. And that's how I go through my grief. And, and Carly think, does eventually put the hope on the horizon, oh, right? Heck yeah, yeah. That's like part of her sitting in it. That's healthy yeah. for her. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't. And I think that we need to learn how we deal with grief. Yeah. Each individual is totally different. Yeah. We need to learn what that is for us because it's easy then for me to look at my wife and go, oh, wow, I, maybe I'm like running from this. Because mm. the way I deal with grief to her looks like I'm running from yeah. it. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. I need to get on my bike, feel the wind, and just cruise through the park and praise praise the Lord. Yep. Sing what I'm not feeling yeah. out loud while I'm riding through the park. And she's like, I need to sit in my room with the lights off. Yeah. And both of <laughs> like, you are doing it exactly. right for yourselves. That's right. Yeah. The so, other week, Pastor Kevin said to me, um, now you're because of your sevenness and because of your futuristness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way you did that was okay. Mm-hmm. In the future, maybe we could do this a little bit differently. Like yeah. he was so cut, but he was like, "I'm not telling you, you can't be you." Right. The way you handled that situation is exactly how you're going to handle it. There is also growth right. that you can come into in this and do it a little bit different next time. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what it sounds like God let you walk through to yeah. kind of get there. Yeah. yeah, and I think I'm just I'm grateful that I was able to hear you know, have the boldness to walk into that dark place because yeah. I've got a new perspective on how I deal with things. Yeah. You know, I don't think, um, you know, sometimes God will lead us, will allow us, not lead us, but allow us to go through very dark seasons or even just dark days yeah. to reveal something that's going to change our lives. Like I'm yes. never going to forget this stuff. I'm writing yep. about it. I'm I'm even going back, you know, through my my notes and my journal um, of what, what, where I was two years ago and just like to see what I was learning and how far we've come. It's like, yes. we're moving forward. We're not into the breakthrough yet, but we are moving forward. Yes. And I would even say, um, I think it's really important to be writing through the season, even if you're not a writer, write. Just journal. Yeah. yeah like get you, something down. Yeah. Because the testimony, our own testimony is very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, looking back on what God has been doing in my heart is just like so encouraging. It's like, it's sometimes seasons, it's really hard to see that God is doing anything. So yeah. looking back and going, oh, wait, yeah, he's real. He, I remember yeah. he did this. Yes. <laughs> that is why I journal. When I was writing Remember God, I had three journals by me all the time yeah. from the last three. My journal lasts about four to six months. Mm-hmm. So from the last three seasons, you know, 18, 12 to 18 months, I had him sitting right beside me because I was like, mm. I've got to remember. There's even a page where they took my handwriting and and did my, I wrote out Whoa. what was in my journal so that they could actually, so the reader could actually see what my journal said, wow. which I don't tend to share my journal, Seriously? but this one day, I did this one day, but it's that same thing. I mean, that's one of the reasons your story resonated so much with me when we were talking the other day, because it it's so similar of like, I don't have all the breakthroughs I want, nah. but I'm getting closer. Right. And in my lack of breakthrough, I know God better. And oh I wouldn't gosh. trade it. I wouldn't trade it, Rip. No. 
No. I wouldn't do it any different. I mm. wouldn't if if the option was get married at 21 yeah. or be here and know God the way I do now, literally it's not a question awesome. to me. Gosh, Though there that. are people who the very right thing was to get married at 21. That there isn't a better or worse here for my story. Yes. I wouldn't do it any different. Oh my gosh, I, I love that. I wouldn't do it any different. I'm with you. So I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. When our friends who are listening, when the ones who love to pray, pray for y'all. Mm-hmm. What do you want them to pray? I mean, for a baby. Honestly, M- multiples. it went from, oh God, bring this breakthrough that we want to God, your will be done. I mean, it's simple as that sounds. Like okay. I do not want, I don't want to miss the the baby we're supposed to adopt, if mm-hmm. that's the deal. I don't want to miss that Yeah. because I'm afraid of it, you know? I, and and I'm not afraid of it. That's the thing about this. I'm not afraid of adopting a child, but I do feel like maybe that's something God knew about me that I needed to go through this and not have the breakthrough that I wanted in order to get to a place where that was something like we actually started moving on, you know? Right. That's lame. It feels no, like not. super lame to lame. say that, but like I think a lot of people wind up adopting kids that go through infertility. And that's exactly why maybe the reason God allowed this circumstance, because there is a baby that's breathing somewhere that needs a home. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm I'm feeling like we're supposed to adopt a child and have our own. And I've been feeling that for a long time. And we're going through the process of both. Okay. So it's totally in God's hands. Yeah, that's right. Um, But I, I can definitely boldly tell you, like, I don't want what I think I want anymore. Mm. You know, I, I, I think the prayer for us um, is just, God, please, just your will be done in my life. Your will be done as, as difficult as this is and as badly as I want this breakthrough and feel like I need it, you know better, you know. It's really good. Yeah. That's, that is what we will pray. I, we, we need to I'm just I'm also going to pray for babies, but you can't for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we can pray God's will be done, and that's can be where you are. And then your friends, those of us can stand around and go, standing. exactly what he's saying, God, also. Just bring it. Get yeah. Carla pregnant. Yes. Let's go. Amen. Yeah. Wow. That's what we'll pray that too. Cool. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. It, I mean, it just means a lot that you would uh, let me interrupt our coffee time to actually go like, <laughs> stop talking about that. And we're going to hit pause. I need to hit record. Yeah. I just think... Um, I don't ever do that with friends. And I just thought this is such a a uniquely painful and beautiful spot mm. that that I want your testimony. I wanted my friends to hear your testimony yeah. of who God is to Well, you. I'm honored. I really am. So, well, Thanks. don't be. It's just me. Mm. Um, hey, the last question we always ask on the show is um, to make a hard right turn. Yeah. Is what do you all do for fun? I mean, skateboarding. But like, what's what's fun for the rips? We have been... We like to watch the Chicago Cubs. Y'all really like the Cubs. Oh my gosh. You and Jason, our buddy, our buddy Jason Hecht. Yeah. Is he in the Cubs? Oh. I didn't know Jay Man was in the Cubs. You got to call him. Oh, dude. He's always on the road. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) But But, we'll, we'll, um, we watch almost every Cubs game, not like all the way through, but we'll do like the recap. Um, So we'll do that. Was Carly a Cubs fan before you? She was not. Um, I've converted her well done. into a Cubs fan. From a what, Dodgers fan? No, from Minnesota. So twins. Oh, totally. Oh, that's yeah. easy so transfer. She, we, Sorry, twins. We do that and we do these dream cruises. Yeah. 
this is like what I we do together alone. I love that y'all call alone. them dream cruises. That is such a trip. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they but are. But it's in and a car, not in a boat. It's in a car. <laughs> it's not in a boat. Do y'all get a treat? Do you have a snack or a drink or a something that goes with you um, on your dream cruises? Sometimes we'll stop and I'll get a cigar. Uh-huh. And sometimes, don't tell anybody this, but she'll bring wine. <laughs> and um, I mean, apple juice. She'll sure, bring apple sure, juice. Sure. I don't drink. I'm yeah. 10 years sober, so yeah. I'm always driving and cruising, and she's enjoying. Um, you know, we'll turn on worship music while we're cruising sometimes, so it's yeah. not all just ideas. Because sometimes these too many ideas yeah. can almost be like distracting. Yes, it can drown you a little so, bit. So, like, yeah. we've actually had to turn our dream cruises into stop dreaming about like what you're going to do next, and let's just like be thankful for what we have. Okay. So, sometimes that's what a dream cruise looks like. But if we're hanging, like, if it's not just us, we really like hanging with, there's a couple friends that live in our neighborhood and we'll yeah. just skate over there or walk over there and we'll just hang out. One of them has a little barn in their backyard and we throw these barn parties, but yeah. we think it's hilarious because there's usually only four of us there. <laughs> but you call it barn party. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're raging. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a, other people. <laughs> a, a text message chain of four people. Barn party, question mark. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. So they'll put their little one down. We'll just hang with them. Yeah. But it's so good. I mean, I'm so thankful for what we have. And we've got such wonderful friends. And the depth and connection with our friends over the last three years is something that I didn't even knew existed. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm thankful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm glad to be friends with y'all. I'm Amen. really thankful. Likewise. Man, I just hope um, this conversation is something that has moved you like it moved me. And my hope is that um, wherever you are in your relationship with God, your knowledge of God and your questions of God, that today, Andrew kind of um, stepped you one step toward asking some more questions and knowing God a little bit better. So I'm really grateful for him and uh, Carly, his wife, for being willing to come in and share his story. That just means a lot to me. And um, we will pray. We will pray all the things and uh, just stand with them in that. So if you get a chance, head over to Andrew's Twitter. He's just Andrew Ripp, R-I-P-P. You can give him a follow and say, thanks for being on the show and whatever else comes to your mind. Um, But that's how you can best get in touch with him. Hey, just a reminder, as we talked about a little bit in the show, it's a big week over here. That sounds fun for your friend, Danny. Uh, Remember, God releases tomorrow. And so many of you have already so generously and really thoughtfully purchased Remember God as a pre-order. And you've told your friends to as well. And I've seen it on Instagram and Twitter. And I just can't, I can't thank you enough. So, so I just want you to know, first of all, I'm very, very grateful. If you haven't gotten it, you can still do that. Go ahead and head to Barnes & Noble or your local favorite bookstore or Amazon, wherever you love to buy books and grab a copy of Remember God. It really is, as I said to Rip in the conversation, it, it mirrors so much in a different way of his story. And it just about brought me to tears today, knowing that um, that the show is coming out one day before the book. Your prayers this week as we release this book into the wild and, and as people have the chance to hold and read this story in this part of my life. Uh, your prayers for me, my family and friends and protection over everybody's hearts and minds and lives and for the people that work with us, the same. And just that, um, I'll tell you the two things that we are really praying here 
at Downs Books Incorporated is that God would put the book in all the right hands and that every reader would believe that God is who he says he is. So if you would pray that with us this week and um, at your leisure when you want to, if you will tell your friends about the book as you read it or listen to it, whatever way you've connected with it best and share it with your friends, with people that you think would be moved by it. If you would share it, that would be really, really generous. And as I said, I'm still taking my Sabbath on Wednesday, even though it's super scary (laughs) to take a day away from book launch week. So I'm going to hand that over to God and y'all on Wednesday and just, um, it'll be fine. The Lord will still put books in hands. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need me. So um, thank you guys for your friendship in this journey. Thursday's show is all about Remember God. We have answered some of your questions. My assistant, Eliza, who many of you adore as I do as well, sat down with me and we talked through some of the parts of the book and some behind the scenes stuff. So that is coming on Thursday. So I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, listen, also make sure you grab some of Andrew Ripp's new stuff. Listen to his new music. His old stuff is incredible, too. You're not going to go wrong getting an Andrew Ripp album. So do that as soon as you can. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find, except on Wednesday. It's Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy, across all the internet places. You know how to find me. If I can do anything for you, please don't hesitate to let me know. And if we are in the same place, come and talk to me. It is one of my very, very favorite things, okay? So you know what I sound like, and you might know what I look like, and I don't know what you sound like, so you have to come talk to me because I want to. I really want to talk to you as well. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope um, this started out your week really well like it did mine. We recorded on Monday as well. And what um, what a gift of a way to start an important week for me and for you, whatever's going on in your week, it matters. So grateful for y'all. Have a great day. See you tomorrow on the internet when Remember God really goes live and becomes a thing in people's ears and in their hands. So grateful for y'all. Grateful, grateful. That is my number one feeling right now. So I'm just super grateful. So y'all have a great day. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will see you back here on Thursday.